Thank you for listening to a Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. If you need any information about our church, or if you'd like to give online, please visit us at praisechapelkingman.com. You know, it's amazing when they sing a song and worship, how many times the song speaks to exactly what the message is going to be. And so I'm preaching on stormy days. He's there. He's always there. Can you say, man? How many's ever had a bad day? You know, how many knows until you have a toothache, you don't appreciate your good teeth? How many can identify with that? You don't get up every day and say, oh, I, I just love you teeth and your great teeth. But you let one of them get a cavity or something happens. And the moment you get it taken care of, you love your teeth again. <clears throat> That's how life is, isn't it? We just sort of take it for granted. How many's ever taken the day for granted? We get up. and How many's ever went out to start your car and it didn't start? Now, some of you, it's because you didn't buy gas, but, but other reasons, it had a mechanical problem. How many knows that? And so one of the things it is, as long as you can go out and turn that key and it starts and you're able to get what you want, you just sort of take it for granted. How many knows that? And you know, in the kingdom of God, we just sort of take for granted when everything's going good. At least I do. And so let something happen to us. Let a bill come. You know, sometimes I don't even like to go to the mailbox. It's called junk mail or bills. And wouldn't it be good to go to heaven and not get another bill? And you know, things can be going good. I remember just, it wasn't long ago, and things were going good, and I went out. And I got a bill, a medical bill, because my insurance didn't pay for it, or they say they didn't. And I was in a pretty good mood when I went to the mailbox. I was hoping for money. But when I got there, it wasn't money. Somebody wanted some. And all of a sudden, if you're not careful, you can get bummed out. You can throw that bill away. You can put it in the machine and grind it up. And you can say, in Jesus' name, you're not here but all of a sudden it bothers you, and it seems like you're having a stormy day. But I want to say today, regardless of the atmosphere, Jesus is always there. <clears throat> now, you missed a good place to have a fit. You know, you hear many of us preach on the storm when Jesus said to his disciples, I'm going to stay here for a little bit, but I want you to get in that ship, and I want you to go to the other side. Him knowing that they would face a storm because he knows all things. He knew that the wind would begin to blow, and the water begin to get really rough, and they were not able to get there on their own. And yet, his will for them is to experience the storm because he, they wanted him to... They wanted, he wanted them to trust him that he would come and do a miracle for them. How many knows when Jesus said, go to the other side, that means you can get there? How many believe that's true? That's why he said, when you give, you'll get it. You just got to believe it. You can't figure it out. It doesn't make sense sometimes. It seems like 
you know, if I give, I, I have less to live on, and yet God's word never passes away. And Jesus is always with us, and Jesus will always help us to do what the Bible said we should do. The Bible said he was in the hinder part of the ship, asleep on a pillow. Can you, can you get that picture? In other words, the storm had come. It was a stormy day for the disciples. He had told them to go the other side. They told all night and could not get there. And what happens? He was asleep. And then another place it said the disciples came to him and woke him saying, Lord, save us. And I've asked myself many times what caused him to awake. The storm didn't bother him. The wind wasn't bothering him. The tossed water was not bothering him. But the reason he woke up is because he heard the disciples cry. And he's always there in the storms to give us victory and help us to have victory in every situation we find ourselves in. So no matter what's happening in your life, he's still your Lord. That's right. It's a good place to get happy. It doesn't matter whether you got lots of money or none at all, Jesus is still Lord. It doesn't matter what the x-ray says, Jesus is Lord. And the bone might be broken. They might say you have a broken arm or a broken leg or whatever it might be. But it doesn't change the fact where Jesus said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you, but he'll always be there for you. He'll always supply your need. He'll always make a way because you and I need to believe in the stormy days of life. Only thing changes is the situation that we're looking at, but it doesn't change who we belong to. So he was calm, wasn't he? Now, how many knows sometimes it's difficult to be calm when things doesn't look good? That's like when you get older. You know, one of the things about young girls, is, and we raise one, you know, is they always are in front of the mirror, always in the bathroom. But as ladies get older, they don't like mirrors. Nor men doesn't like mirrors. You begin to see wrinkles where you didn't know you had them. And blemishes where you didn't ever have before. And you know, here's the thing. Now, now think about this with me. Everybody here that's born again, how many wants to go to heaven? But you don't have to get there. By getting old and wrinkled, or by dying, or having problems, and yet in the storms of life, what seems to be a storm to you and I, or a major problem to you and I, it does not change the fact that Jesus is bigger than any problem you'll have or I'll have, and Jesus never leaves us, and if we'll trust him, he will help us in the midst of the storm. You know, I like to read books on miracles. How many like to read books on miracles? Especially healing. I remember when I was a Methodist, somebody gave me Catherine Kuhlman's book, I Believe in Miracles. 
And this was a book written by Catherine Coleman of people that came to her meeting that had problems, medically diagnosed, had been going to a doctor, and they came to her meeting. They claimed they were healed. She told them, go back to your doctor, be checked by your doctor. They went back, and the book is full of nothing but miracles that are documented. They had x-rays before, x-rays after. They did tests before and tests after, and every one of them had a great miracle testimony how in that meeting the power of God touched them they were healed and they were having a great day but how many knows sometimes before the great day there's stormy days that's when the doctor says well you got this and you're just going to have to live with it but you don't want to report and I don't want that report and we believe God's the healer don't we we believe Jesus can heal us But how many knows the devil's always coming, showing you the problem, but never reminding you you have a problem solver. He's always telling you you've got a need, but he never quotes the Bible that God will supply every need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And so they had embarked with the Lord. In other words, when I say embark with him, He said, go to the other side, and he was on that ship with them, and yet a problem came. But I wonder sometimes, as I read that, maybe he wanted them, maybe he wanted to teach them a lesson that even when the storm came, and they were afraid and fearful for what they didn't know what was going to happen, that he wanted them to see that when he got up and spoke, peace be still, something would happen. And I want to say tonight, when you and I have stormy days, the words that Jesus spoke that day are still spoke today for you and me, peace be still. After the tooth is filled, and it's not hurting, you have a calm, happy day. Isn't that true? I know, I've been there. After you get enough money to buy that thing you wanted, you have a happy day. You want to say, oh, happy days, so happy days. I mean, you get all excited. But how many knows that we need to remind ourselves, every one of us here, that no matter what life is happening in my life and your life, and no matter what it looks like, there's one thing we can rest assured is Jesus is always there. He's always wanting to help us. And instead of letting the storm upset us, we need to see an opportunity to see the glory of God in that situation where in all of those testimonies in that book are tremendous and encouraging but everyone in that book that had one of those needed one of those miracles that had something drastically wrong it looked impossible but how many knows the word of God says when things are impossible impossible with us they're possible with God and how many knows when he made that statement I will supply your need that means he will supply our need how many knows when he said when the devil comes in like a flood he'll raise up the standard and so tonight no matter what's going on in your life and I know when I preach this 
I might be tested. But how many knows no matter what's going on in our life, God's still there. You remember when I said, if you're happy, notify your face. Come on. Come on. Paid a lot of money for those things. Show them off. You bleached them. You straightened them. And if they're not yours, you bought them. <laughs> but be happy. See, stormy days are always an opportunity to see the glory of God. See, Paul and Silas had a tough time. They, were, they loved the Lord. And yet they ended up in jail. And it looked like, and I'm sure the devil, he's always probably talked just like he does today and said, yeah, yeah, you're trying to serve that guy and, and you're trying to be what he said you ought to be. And look where you're at today. And the Bible said they'd been in jail all day long. But the Bible said at night, probably one of them said, the others, well, if we're going to be here, why don't we just have a worship service? And the Bible said they begin to sing and praise God. And when it happened, the Bible said the jailhouse door came open and they were set free because in the midst of the storm and trial, God always delivers you. And that's a good place to get happy. He always delivers you, always meets your need, and never falls short. One of the great testimonies that Joni and I have is when, after I got the Holy Spirit, I went home and preached a revival, a youth revival in the Methodist church. And in that revival, young people began to get saved. We packed that church out. We went to the First Baptist Church, went to the Nazarene Church. They could not hold all the young people. The First Baptist Church in Clarksville, Indiana, seated over 500 people, and there was packed with teenagers standing around the walls. The glory of God was falling, and kids were getting saved and set free. And out of that, I felt led to come back and start a youth work called the Life House. And so I rented this building, and this building used to be a machine shop, so the, all the floors was full of grease, concrete floors. So we began to scrape those floors, and people began to help us, and we opened that building. And that year, and I can, I've got my tax return, if you want to see it, that year I made $1,200. $1,200 for a whole year. My wife and I rented a house. It's that little house I preached about where God put all that food on the porch. And we paid $100 a month for it. And I rented the building and I paid $100 a month for youth center. So that's $2,400. So I went to get my taxes done. And the lady, bless her heart, she probably went to her grave worried about that but here she is trying to do my taxes she said how much did you make and I said twelve hundred dollars she said well your rent at your house is twelve hundred and you said twelve hundred how'd you pay your bills I said I don't know God did and she looked at me like I lost my mind and the real truth is I did he he gave me a new mind 
How many knows it gives us a new mind? This, it's this minds the Lord puts in there. And so I'm trying to do it, and she's looking at me, and she, she works for H&R Block, and she said, now, the governor never believed that. I said, I hardly believed it myself. Because I'm pretty good at math, and I know 1,200 don't pay 2,400. That's not counting the food God gave us. That's not counting all the other things that happened. And finally, at the end, she's filling this paper out, and I said, how much I owe you? And she looked at me with that blank stare. She pushed them papers across at me, said, get out of here. I ain't taking your money. If you can pay $2,400 worth of bills on $1,200, just take them and go. Now, I want to tell you, there was days and weeks where I didn't know how we were going to make it. I didn't know where the food was going to come from. That's why that testimony is that when we gave the money my wife had prayed in, and I gave it to my cousin who was in Bible school, and we had no food. I didn't know how we were going to make it, but God... In the stormy times of life, when things don't make sense, if we trust him, he's always there. And as I shared that testimony with you and shared how that we went for a walk that night and it was cold and we came back home, you know, and, and, and shared about them food on our porch, it was only because when the storms come and it seems so impossible, God is always there to supply our need if we'll trust him. Now, if you got a need, it's a good place to get happy and say, well, I'm going to believe. I'm going to believe. The Bible said there was three men they threw in a fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Now they threw him in a fiery furnace. It was heated so hot that the people who threw him in, it burned him up. And the old king, you know, had said, get rid of him, and they'd done what he said. And so he goes to look in there, and he turns, and he said, how many people did you throw in there? And they said, well, can we through those three you told us to? He said, that's strange. There's four. And the fourth is the image of the Son of God. And so that tells us no matter what storm you're facing and how impossible it might seem, that Jesus is always there. You might not see him. You might not be able to hear him talk to you but he's promised you and promised me and promise us tonight that he will always be there he said call upon me I will answer you and I'll show you great and marvelous things and tonight no matter what the storm looks like he's the one that can say peace be still in a moment of time it happens <laughs> makes you want to get happy some of you old codgers that closes the blinds in your house and tells you why, put on the music, baby. And you're dancing around the house. It's hard when you're on a walker, isn't it, to dance around the house? You know, for old time's sake. It's time we danced around. For his sake. 
and had the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Having done all, just worship him because he's a God that when the storms came, only he can say, peace be still. Only he can heal your body. Only he can make a way when there's no way. Only he can give you the miracle you're facing. But you got to look beyond the storm and say, I believe it. He is in me. He is the hope of glory. He is my supplier. He is my rock. And therefore, I'm not going to be moved by what's going on around me. I'm going to be moved because he's the one going to say to my storm, peace be still. Do you remember Stephen in the Bible? Remember, did he get stoned? Right? We're not talking about drugs. You people smelling drugs. We're talking about they took rocks. Because you got to be careful preaching today because they're going to say, oh, man, the people probably, they got stoned too. Woo! <laughs> but what happened when they were stoning him? What happened? Jesus came. He was there. And though they were going to kill him, it didn't matter because, yea, though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, we fear no evil, for thou art with me. And tonight, during the storm, when it looks impossible, when you don't know what you're going to do, you're not going to do anything. Just believe him. Amen. Just believe him. He honors your faith. He said, call upon me and believe me, and I will meet your need. Amen. So the storm is your opportunity to see the glory of God. How many people, how many people here tonight would like to see somebody totally blind, instantly healed? But what if you had to be the blind person? Well, I just want to see it. I don't want to participate. You know, I've read all these books and I've read books on faith that's been written, and I get blessed by the testimonies I've seen. I remember that day in Africa when I had taught those young African young people that, you know, don't look to me to heal. You can lay hands on the sick, and God can use you. And so I'm preaching that and teaching that, and I go back to the evening service. And when I get there, I'm amazed because in Africa, they have a hard time traveling at night and it's not safe. So the crowd's not as big at night as it is in the daytime because they have to go down into the slum area and it's very dangerous. And so I get there and the place is packed, bigger crowd than I've ever seen. And so I go in, I said to Paul Mabithi, my interpreter, What's going on? But all the time before I asked him that, I thought, oh, they come to see me. The white funny guy. And so I was feeling pretty good. I thought, man, church is growing. They like me. And I said, Paul, what's going on? Did they come because they heard me preach or why? He said, no, they didn't come to see you. Now I'm saying I don't like crowds. They didn't come to see me. No. And so I said, why are they here? And he said, well, pastor, you've been teaching on healing. 
And we have a little girl, she's 14. Now, an African girl are, are real thin because they don't eat much. They don't have anything like you and I do, or like we have. And so I said, well, why? What happened? And he said, well, she was on the way home in the slum. Now, to get a picture of this. The slum's built on a hillside. And you start at the top, and you walk all the way across it, and then it winds down. It keeps winding down until you get to the bottom of the slum. And then these winding places, there's sewage and all kinds of things. And he said, she was on the way home, and you had taught that people could pray and God would do a miracle. And as she's going down through the slums, winding down, he said, she could hear people moaning, and she knew somebody had died. And when she got down and finally seen what it was, there was a little baby that was dead laying on the ground. It was already stiff. The eyes were already set. And all these ladies and the family was gathered around and they were wailing. You, you can't believe how they can wail over somebody who had died. And this young girl, this little African girl, they didn't feel called to preach she never had books to read on how to heal people. She just heard me say that Jesus said, lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. And I said, anything you see us do, you can do it too. And so Paul said she sort of got up to the crowd. and She was real timid and nervous. And so she got down on her knees and began to crawl through people's legs and he said when she could get there, she reached her hand out real quick and touched that baby and said, live in Jesus' name. And the baby started kicking and crying. Brought back to life instantly. So they came. They wanted to see the little girl that could bring dead people back. Now, see, that was a stormy day, wasn't it? That family was totally racked and Here's a little girl that just heard the word of God, believed it, and God used her. And in the storm, what seemed to be impossible became possible because a little girl believed the word of God. Tonight, in the midst of your storm, this is your opportunity to see the glory of God. How many like to get a financial miracle? Well, to get a financial miracle, you've got to have a financial need. How many wants to have a financial need? Not me. And yet, when we have one, that's when we see the glory of God. It's when we're sick and get healed, that's where we see the glory of God. When all the hell comes against us and God raises up a standard, we see the glory of God. And so tonight, the stormy days can turn into glorious times with God. It's an opportunity when you can and I can and we can't figure out what's going on to just say to God, you're still the God of miracles. You're still the God who promises to meet our needs. You're still the God who says you'll always be with us. And I'm not going to let what I look at and accept it for what I think it is. I'm accepting it because you're going to say to my storm, peace be still. How many felt like shouting? You should have. You should have. Listen to me. 
My wife likes to lose her backs. I mean, diamond backs. It took a miracle to get in first place. It. <laughs> you can sit and scream all you want. Hit that ball and don't mean they're going to hit it. Catch that ball don't mean they're going to catch it. Now, I'm not against them, honestly. It'd make my life much easier if they'd win more games. Because my wife likes them. And if she's happy, I'm happy. And if she's losing, I'm in trouble. No, no. But listen to me. Listen to me. I don't even know why I said that. Oh, I know why I said that. We go crazy over stuff. Not that you would. We do. You know what a football game is? That's where 100,000 people in the stands is screaming, kill him, kill him, and they're happy. And somebody's running down the field to a piece of a pig. <laughs> and four, 11 people jump on top of it and scream, ah! Or they kick the pig over the goal. I remember when Brother Howie used to be a Dallas Cowboys, he, he come dressed in cowboy clothes on Sunday. Yeah, they were winning then. <laughs> but we get excited, don't we? I like to go to ball. I like to get excited. And yet sometimes the devil says, if you get excited about God, you're crazy. Would well, better be crazy for God than crazy for the devil. Some of you was worse than crazy before you got saved. Some of you never howled at the moon. You didn't even know we had a moon. No, I'm serious. People protest, people march, and I'm do what they want to do. But listen, we got something that's real. Something that can calm a star. Somebody can bring a sinner home when they are away from God. We got something that when the doctor said there's no hope that can change it in a moment of time. We got something when the ad machine says it won't work, God can touch it and make it work and do a miracle. And so today, when the stormy days come, and we don't want them, but when they come, it's not an opportunity to be bummed out. It's an opportunity to see the glory of God. That's why those men said, we're not careful to answer you. We will not fall down and worship the image you set up. We will not do it. Do what you're going to do to us. It might look impossible at that moment to them, but they didn't care. They knew there was something better, and that was to trust God in that trial they were going to go through. Amen. You know, storms have a purpose. I'm not sure what it all is, but they have a purpose. The rains come. There's a purpose. I read an article just the other day. When a forest catches on fire by lightning, 
it can turn out good because what it burns down when it comes back, it's more beautiful. When Joni and I had just gotten married, we were living in a little apartment and somebody hollered at us, did you hear a tornado went through Louisville, Kentucky? That's where my wife's mother and dad lived. So I got to a TV and sure enough, the tornado went straight down the street where they lived. This tornado hit a place called Cherokee Park. 800 acres of the most beautiful trees. Trees back there are really big. They're not stubs. They're big. I mean, huge. Most beautiful place, a park. And in a moment of time, that tornado came and nothing was left but twigs. Every tree was gone. I had to go down two blocks to get to my mother-in-law and father-in-law's house. And it took me over an hour and a half to get there because trees and cars and things were smashed, totally destroyed. I had to crawl under them and around them. And it looked so desperate of a time. When I got down there, they had some damage, but they were alive. And now, decades passed. Those houses that were destroyed are more beautiful than they were before. The big walls that were knocked down, they're fancier than they used to be. And if you go to Cherokee Park, it's more beautiful, if that's proper. I'm not sure it's proper, but it's, it's not. I don't claim to be very good with English and besides that when I speak it y'all don't understand it <laughs> when I say the fire fell you don't even know what I'm talking about when you pray to the Lord but anyway it would amaze me how much beauty's there today and what I thought was such a disaster and it was in the moment in the moment it was it, come, it came back more beautiful than before Listen to me. Your storm, as bad as it is, and it is, a storm is always bad. If you'll trust God and I'll trust God and we'll trust God, it, life will come back and be more beautiful than before. We'll know him in his healing power. We'll know him. I hear music from heaven. But see, that's what Jesus wanted us to know. That's why he said those words, I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's why he said, call upon me. Just like those disciples woke him up. How many knows the ship would have never sunk when he was on it? It didn't matter how, but the storm could have got 10 times worse. And if Jesus said, you're going to the other side, it couldn't have stopped them. They'd have got there. He wasn't worried about it. And yet, when he heard their cry, he got up. He didn't have to because they were going to be safe anyway. And he spoke those words, peace be still, and everything got quiet again. And that's exactly what he does to us. And exactly what he'll do for you and me tonight. If you're facing a storm, you need to listen. He's able to say, peace be still. 
and it'll calm down, and that need will be met, that miracle will happen, that impossibility will become possible simply if we believe that all storms are an opportunity to see the glory of God. You know that old patriotic song, My Eyes Have Seen the Glory of the Coming of the Lord? That's a great song, but he'll come for you every day and every moment. Not only will he come for you, he's with you. And the angels of the Lord encamp about you. And goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. I close with this thought. You know who you are? You're king's kids. You're the kids of the king. And you, you know, when my mom died, she didn't have much. And when my dad died, he didn't have much. And I had to even help at times. But when my father in heaven sent Jesus, he's got it all. And when he died at Calvary, and they put him in the tomb, and on the third day he arose again, he's got it all. All you'll ever need. I said, all you'll ever need. Come on, folks. This ain't a funeral. My preaching might be, but it's not a funeral here. This is a hope of all hopes. The king kids. A God that already knows our need and knew we'd be there. But he intends to meet it. And give us victory. And make us overcomers. And my eyes could see the glory of God. The coming of the Lord, he's here today. Because he's in you and he's in me. You know, if you're here tonight and you've never met Jesus, that's what you need. That's what you need. We need Jesus. See, if you'd have been on that boat that day and Jesus hadn't been there, you'd have been in trouble. You'd have probably sunk and maybe be killed. But Jesus was on board. Did you hear me? Jesus was on board. Those guys that was thrown in the furnace, if Jesus hadn't been there, they'd probably burn up. But he was there. Isn't that true? And tonight... Living in the world we live in, we need Jesus in us. And when he's in us, we'll make it. If he's not in us, we're in trouble. And I wonder tonight, I just wonder, if you're here tonight and you've never accepted Christ as your Savior and Jesus is not in you, heaven's offering you tonight the answer to any need you'll ever have. Guaranteed, every need you'll ever have, he's able to meet it. I'm offering you a time when you'll never be alone. You might be sitting in the house and you don't hear any voices, but he'll be there. That's what being born again means. He's in us. He's forgiven us. And he's always with us. And if you're here tonight... I'm going to make it difficult. And you've never accepted Christ. And you need him in you. 
because there's storms going on and you can't calm them, but only he can, you can accept him tonight. And so if you're here tonight and you don't have your personal Savior, I want you to stand up. If you need him as your personal Savior tonight, if you've never accepted him, anybody at all in this place, anybody at all, okay, I'll move on then. Be encouraged. Be encouraged. He's here. And if he's in you, regardless of what it looks like, he's giving you an assurance and a promise that he'll always be there, never fail yet. Let's stand together tonight. Could we just lift our hands, both hands to heaven, and with our voices begin to thank Jesus that he's the one that's going to calm our storms. Can you thank him out loud? Just begin to thank him. Lord, we thank you tonight that you are our God and we're your people and that you are going to meet every need we got and you are going to help us when it looks so impossible and you're always there and no storm has victory over us because you've conquered the storm. The storm has been totally eradicated because you are the God who can calm it right now. And we thank you for it. Hallelujah. Can you say hallelujah? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We praise you and thank you tonight in Jesus' name. Praise God. We always, our prayer team always comes up here at the end. If you're wondering what's going on, they're here for the reason that if you need prayer or you have a need and you need someone to agree with you, you can come up and they will pray with you. So they're here right now. God bless you as you go. Thank you for listening to the Praise Chapel Kingman podcast. We can't wait to see you next week.